Hi, this is Vicki, and I just wanted to pop in quickly to say that the episode you are about to listen to has been re-recorded. This is not the original recording of the episode due to poor audio quality. We do record remotely on some episodes, and we are researching better methods of remote recording. The episode you're about to listen to was not recorded remotely. Every episode is not recorded remotely, but there are a few in the mix. And I think towards the middle to the end of the first season, we do get better with the remote podcasting. So please bear with us when you hit one of those episodes. We're working on making things better. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Yeah, it can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka, the longest-running original series on the Sci-Fi Channel to date. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can do that on our website eurekarewatch.com, on our Facebook page facebook.com/eurekarewatch, or on Twitter at eurekarewatch. Let's get going. Here's Doug with the Google Play Season 1, Episode 1 synopsis for the pilot episode, Eureka. Season 1, Episode 1, Eureka. For years, the government has been relocating the world's geniuses and their families to the picturesque Pacific Northwest town of Eureka, where daily life straddles the line between unprecedented innovation and total chaos. U.S. Marshal Jack Carter, Colin Ferguson, finds this out firsthand when he wrecks his car and becomes stranded there. After the town's eccentric inhabitants unleash a scientific creation still unknown to the outside world, Carter steps in to restore order and consequently is let in on one of our country's best-kept secrets. Original air date, July 18, 2006. Written by Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia. Directed by Peter O'Fallon. Thanks, Doug. Hi, this is Vicki, and welcome to the first episode Season 1, Episode 1, the pilot episode of Eureka. I'm with my co-host Skip. Hello. And we are going to get started. Our first shot of Eureka is from above. Then we move to Susan and Walter Perkins. Susan is yelling at Walter to come upstairs to go to sleep. And Walter is in the midst of an experiment in his basement, which seems to go very wrong. Yeah, but, uh, you know, at that moment... We don't know what he was doing. She was just saying, you got to come upstairs. Right. But then he was yelling. First he said he did it. He did it. And then it seemed like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) So something's gone wrong. We don't know what's gone wrong, but something obviously has gone wrong. Our next scene is Jack and his prisoner, Prisoner, air air quotes, (laughs) uh, on a dark, rainy road, arguing with each other when... A dog crosses the road, and they get into a car accident. Before the car accident. For the car accident, yeah, they drive by themselves. Right. Which, at the time... Now, you know, I've watched this whole thing so beginning to end right. a number of times. The first time I watched it, she's like, we saw ourselves over there. Didn't quite get it, but then after you watch it, you understand the really the forward thinking of those writers. Oh they, yeah, I tip my hat to them. They were they were thinking of the long game. Oh yeah, put definitely. That scene in there because the scene never comes up again. Yeah, it never does. Yeah, ne- never mentioned again. 
couple of sentences throughout the thing, but once the show gets moving, we never hear about never it again. Never hear about it again. Yeah, never. As we mentioned before, they do get in an accident trying to miss a dog in the road. And then our next scene is them walking into town. Yeah. And the Eureka in the first episode. It's very odd looking. It looks like San Francisco, the big hills. Yes. And, you know. Yes. You get a kind of a shot of Main Street when yeah. you're talking to the kid on the bike. You that, know, that which happened. is really all we ever see in uh, upcoming episodes is just that Main Street. Right. It doesn't even look like the same Main Street that we see. No, but that's kind of the level Main Street yeah. that you're used to. Right. But right. as they're walking through the town, you know, you see the steep hills and everything. It just reminds me of San Francisco. It does, yeah. You're right. What I want to say is if, by some chance, you're a first-time watcher, I implore you to watch more than this first episode. I think this episode is very dark as compared to the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Sheriff Carter, who's not Sheriff yet, Marshall Carter, Marshall Carter. is not very likable at all whatsoever. Throughout this whole episode. See, I don't know about that. You know, he's he's I, Carter. No, I don't find him Carter. I don't find him funny. There's Well, he's in the midst of strangers. Yeah. He's not the town sheriff and knows everybody. He's in the midst of strangers. So he's got his professional face on. He's got his uh, martial face on. Right, I understand that. Yeah. There's a few people that I've recommended that they watch the show. Doug Gramley being one of them. Yeah. I remember specifically telling everybody, don't go just by the first episode, yeah. because it's so entirely different. And all the characters, I understand they have to go over the top so they can drive home who all these people are. Yeah. But I just thought this episode was much darker than the rest of the season, and Jack Carter is not a likable guy. But I think that everybody recognizes that the pilot episode of any series is not going to be representative of the series. This is the pilot True. episode. For all they knew, this show was going to, you know, die in the crib right, right there. True. And then character development comes in the first season. Right, but it, it felt like they were trying to ram the characters down our throats. I don't know if I agree with that. I know, we know what Joe's like, but yeah. you don't think that was over the top even for Joe? See, I've seen her act like that before. They had to establish she was just a badass from right. the beginning. Right, yeah, that's what I you said know, before, She's looking yeah. up the personal ads and sold right. to her Fortune magazine. Right. You know, uh, cleaning her guns and doing that kind of thing, you know? Well, that's what I mean. I think they tried yeah. to establish who all these characters were, and I think they went overboard with some of them. Yeah. Allison was not very likable either. Well, at the, you know, her, she was a DOT agent at that time. She wasn't the head of GD or she wasn't, you know, we didn't know any of this stuff. So all we knew is she was DOT agent military. That's the kind of persona a military agent would be. At this point, we're watching a show. We don't know who main characters are. We know there's a U.S. Marshal in a weird town. Mm -hmm. And we know there's crazy stuff going right, on in the town. Right, because in the first few minutes, we see Henry trying to build some kind of hovercraft. Right, so something. we have, you know, we have the kid on the bike... The Oppenheimer kid. Yeah. Quantum <laughs> physics book in his uh, right. thing, so we know that there's something weird going on. The opening scene was Walter exploding something right. in his basement. Then when they get to town, Henry's working on some anti-gravity machine in his garage. So you know this feels like an Area 51 type of community. It does, know? absolutely. 
So they call Henry, who's in the middle of his experiment, to tow Carter's car. And Henry tells him it's going to take a couple of days to get parts, which yeah, yeah. Doug Grantley <laughs> and I thought was hilarious. He's yeah. building a hovercraft, yeah. and he doesn't have a car part. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you can't have everything in your shop. <laughs> when was the last time he needed a, you know, an alternator? He works on cars as a hobby. I know, but if you can come up with the parts to build a hovercraft, yeah, well, uh, you can come up with the parts to fix a car. So, you know, but it turns out in a town like that, hovercraft parts are easier to come by, by guess, yeah. than, than uh, you know standard car parts. I need a radiator hose. Who right. the hell has one of those? I need, you know, I need a quantum accelerator. Oh yeah, there's, there's two on the shelf. In the meantime, before Henry goes to tow Carter's car, yeah. Walter and Susan show up in the RV, and it seems that they're skipping town. It seems like they are skipping town. Right. And once they go in the store to buy whatever they're going to buy for the road, Brian goes back to the van, and I don't know what you want to call that. It dissolves away. I don't know what to call that. Well, the the explanation comes later in the episode where a portion of the RV was suspended in time. Right. And then as and the then Earth it, revolved, it was it stayed in that place. Right. And that's why it ended up where it ended up. Yeah. Okay. How and why that happened, don't know. Right. Well, the way it looked, it was kind of like, I don't know what to call that, wavy. Yeah, you know, kind of a force field. Yeah, it looks like a force field, and then half of the RV was gone. Along with their son, presumably. Along with, yes, along with their son. The sheriff organizes a search party. Sheriff Cobb. Sheriff Cobb. Now, I remember when this first season one DVD came out, I bought it like as soon as it came yeah. out. And I remember watching the commentary on this one. Okay. I and never watched any of the commentary. This is pretty much the only one I really remember things about yeah. that I watched. But the actor who played Sheriff Cobb, I guess, was not... I don't know if he wasn't cooperative, but he just did the way, things the way he wanted to do them. Yeah. And it didn't matter what everybody else said. So the scene where they're all waiting to go on the search party, yeah. he actually made Joe cry. Really? Yeah. Because he just did things the way he wanted to do yeah. them. And he didn't care how he was supposed to do them. And then there's the part there's a part where he's arguing with Allison about he's going to let Joe handle it. And Allison wants to handle Carter. And he's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're arguing back and forth. That wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, okay. He just kept going. Oh. And finally, she made him smile, and that's how the it ended. Oh. Because he would have kept going. Oh. And then there's another scene later on where he's in the woods when they find the RV. Yes, and he's talking to the that, uh, to Warren, King. Warren. Yeah, And, and like there's Warren. a part where Warren King's still talking, and yeah. the sheriff turns around and walks away. Yeah. And he says, don't walk away from me, and he looks pissed. Yeah. Well, he was pissed because the guy walked away from him. And that wasn't how the scene was supposed to go. <laughs> so it was a good scene, though. It looked real. It, it did. You know? but yeah, he, so evidently it was real. So. <laughs> so so not so much for their acting talents there. Right, right. But anyway, I think the funniest scene to me, and it's a visual, so I can't even put a clip on here because it doesn't help, was when Carter shows up and he wants to help with the search. and he's, Oh, yeah, takes his jacket giving, off. And, and he just like, yeah. gives it to Joe, like, <laughs> because that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. This person's there to serve him, and it just falls. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but it's funny every single time I watch it. Yeah. Because that's just the true picture of what he Yeah, because Carter, like. all of a sudden, I'm in charge now. I'm the, right. I'm the senior <laughs> law enforcement agent here. So. Right. 
So he decides, since they won't let him help in the search, to go into the RV to look around. Yeah. And this is where we first meet Allison. Right. So they have a big, uh, yeah, my yeah, badge is yeah. bigger than your badge kind yeah. of thing. And Carter starts looking around the RV and finds Kevin's handprint in chocolate, which is gross. I don't. I hate when people do that in movies. <laughs> I hate it. I don't care if you know it's not blood and it's chocolate. Somebody's yeah, sweaty no, hands yeah. are in that chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it in your mouth. So what you're saying, it wasn't a very sanitary No, that's disgusting. Do, yeah. I hate that. And Carter, of course, finds Brian... Hidden in the little, what do you call those things? Yeah, like a cupboard or a... cubby, yeah, yeah thing. Something, yeah. In the RV, which nobody else thought to look yeah. for him in the RV at all. They just assumed he was missing. So, Allison brings him to Beverly's. The whole Beverly thing was just weird to me. Yes. She has an in. Is she a hooker? You don't know what she's doing. I think when I first started watching it, I thought she was like a madam yeah. or a sex therapist. I just thought it was weird. Yes, it was you know, It was like, weird. Like, what do you hit on every guy that comes into place? Yes, that's what it seemed like, yeah. yes. A DOT agent brings me to a hooker's house right. to stay overnight. Right, so it wasn't, yeah, you know? none of that was clear at all. Yeah. But we find out later she's a psychotherapist. A Is that psychotherapist. what she calls herself? Yeah. yeah, something like that. She's a she's some sort of therapist. But we don't find that out for certain till later on. Much later, right? Yeah. Much later in this episode, towards the end. Right. Yeah. In the meantime, when they're all in the sheriff's office, the sheriff cop gets a call that aliens have taken somebody's cattle. Yeah. Which the is guy kind of a... complains the aliens right. took my cattle again. Which is a kind of a throwaway line until... Yeah. Carter borrows Beverly's car. Is that when he borrows Beverly's car? And Well, once he borrows the car, now he's got more investigating right, he wants to right. do. And this is when we first meet Kevin. Yeah. He's on the sidewalk yep. doing an equation. And he talks to him about Archimedes and yeah. gives him his the day of the week he was born. Yep. And then there's really nothing else more to that. Yeah. And that's what he calls, you know, his name for Kevin is Archimedes. Right. Because he walks through the center of town, he sees the statue. Right. And doesn't know what it is, and that's when Kevin says that's Archimedes. Right, and explains. Get it, the name, Eureka? (laughs) Yeah, and explains it to him. Yeah. Taggart is in the woods and finds the RV. Right. And the dog. Yeah, brings Walter. Or not Walter, uh, Warren. Well, first he calls the sheriff. Yeah. And then the sheriff says something like, this is only the beginning. Yeah. So, do, do, do. <laughs> and later we see Warren. Well, we meet Warren we at meet. the Star Trek Next Generation ripoff scene where they're on a holodeck. Oh, and he's doing, and he's the, doing the... Um, yeah, the samurai thing with uh, Fargo. Don't we meet Warren first in the woods with Cobb, where it seems like Warren knows what's going on, sort of. That's the first yeah, time we yeah. see Fargo, too. Yeah. And Cobb walks away from him and says, you have 24 yeah. hours to figure it out. But the first time Carter meets him... Oh, is in... Yeah, is in the, is in uh, the uh, holodeck or whatever holodeck. that is. Green screen kind of... He has a green screen suit on. Yeah. Right? But it's still a blatant ripoff. Yeah. Of, uh, the holodeck. <laughs> so, from, just from the scene in the woods with the sheriff and Warren King, we can tell there's serious animosity between those yeah. two. And it's not, like, new. It's something yeah, that's yeah. ongoing. What do you think about Fargo? 
Uh, well, you know, Fargo's Fargo. I mean, he had a he had a different look. He, yeah, he had a weird hairdo. Yeah, but in that in the first episode, he was more like the gopher kid. Yeah, but he also seemed a little more. Well, he to me, you know. he seemed a little more snippy, a little more. Well, yeah, because he's just the the gopher right. kid, but he's he's not the funny love right. But with authority figures later, he's almost like the yes man, brown nose kind of guy. And this he wasn't. He was yeah. more. Of an adversary. Yeah. And here's a question for you. Again, from watching the DVD extra years ago, and and I could be wrong, but the way I remember it is Warren King was supposed to be a love interest of Allison originally until they decided to replace him. Yeah. So, which was I, a good move on, on yeah, the I don't like that. part. And it's not nothing against the guy, but I just remember him from Ellie McBeal, and it drives me crazy. And it <laughs> was just, just his, the look of his character. Yeah. I, didn't, I just didn't like him. Yeah. So, and you could kind of tell that. Yeah. Because when they decided to replace him, they had to go back and cut things out. So yeah. You can kind of tell that. But there's the part when they're in the ripoff of the yeah. Next Generation, where they're talking about. Carter being a marshal. Mm-hmm. This is before Carter shows up. And Fargo says, do you think there's a escaped convict? And just the way he says it and just the way Warren King answers him, yeah. I'm wondering if that was going to go somewhere had they kept Warren King. Just the way yeah, he says yeah. it to him and Warren King answers him and then Fargo says, like well, he was supposed to have what some a shady yes. past or something like that. And I'm like wondering that, yeah. if that was going to be a storyline. Mm, yeah, could have. Had been. they kept him. Yeah. Because it just seems like the way they're talking to each other and like Fargo has something on this guy. Yeah. Or Fargo knows something about this guy. Yeah. It could be just me and my imagination, but I was just wondering if that might have been part of their storyline. It could Had be. They it very well him. could be, yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree with you. I'm glad he yeah. didn't stay. Nothing against the actor. But yeah. <laughs> it's a pilot just... episode, you know that yeah. the second episode, there's going to be a lot of changes. Right, right. And I'm glad they, they chose that as one of their major changes. Yes, yes. Actually, when they're in the woods with Sheriff Cobb, Fargo and Warren are talking about something missing from Section 5, although they're not telling Cobb about that. Yes, and the sciencey stuff, I'm never going to understand, and I'm never going to be able to <laughs> discuss with any <laughs> clarity here. But there's something missing from Section Five. Yeah. Okay, so Beverly gives Carter the smart car, which is pretty much the only funny scene for Carter in this whole entire. He's messing with the car. This, can't get out of it. He can't, can't get, get in. in he can't get out. Yeah. yeah. Through this whole episode, he's not yeah. funny at all. But getting in and out of the car is the only thing that. Yeah. They give him. In this whole episode. <laughs> After he meets Kevin, he goes back into the sheriff's office, and we find out Zoe's his daughter. Yes. Yeah. That's when we find out Zoe's the daughter. Right. And another thing I remember from the DVD commentary is they thought they failed. They thought that they didn't hit that. They thought that it was supposed to be a big surprise to everybody, and yeah. they thought they missed that. But I didn't get it until Well, I then. knew there was something up with her, that there was some sort of relationship See, I didn't, between I don't them. Think I did. It's just the way they bantered between each yeah. other. You, you know they had a past. Yeah. I thought it was one of those things where he's been chasing her, because she has the line, you know, you track me through three states. Right. And find oh. me in a in a town of uh, eleven million people, and now we're lost. Right, <laughs> walking yeah. down the street. Oh, so you thought it was? So one I of thought those, it was okay. one of those things where he spends his career chasing. Yeah, this I've been chasing this yes. girl 
you know, for three years. Okay, yeah. Finally got her, and we're lost in... I don't know if I thought any of that. I don't know if yeah, I... Yeah, it's it, kind of like the, those relationships yes. between the bad guy and the good guy, where right. you, I've like, been chasing you so long, we get to know each yeah, other. Yeah, like white collar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I thought. I know that I was surprised to find out it was his daughter. And then I thought less of him when I found that out. <laughs> because I'm telling you, he is so unlikable to me in this. And I love Colin Ferguson. Yeah. He is the funniest man alive. Not in this episode. See, again, I kind of disagree. I, I, I didn't think he was that much different. You know, and his relationship with his daughter has always been yeah, tumultuous. He was, he was like, horrible. Well, well, yeah. Uh, he had his cop face on, you know? Yeah. I think when I originally first started watching this, and I know I watched it when it was on the air, I might have picked it up the second or third episode. I don't think I started with the first. I think I saw the first after the season was over and I bought the DVD. See, I think I did the same thing. I started watching it when it was originally airing, but I started watching like the second season and then I went back. Yeah, I think I, I know I hit it yeah. in the first season, but I don't think I saw this because yeah. I'm not sure if I watched this that I would have watched it again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure that I would have either. But. Yeah, because it's dark and it's not funny. And halfway through, Carter almost hits the dog again, and this is when he goes into the woods yeah. and finds the, I don't know what you the want to frozen, call it. Are they frozen? Uh, or are they're they... frozen, yeah, because yeah. he touched it, and there was, and then the cows the, are frozen solid. And yeah. we see Taggart pops up from <laughs> yeah from the woods and hits him with a tranquilizer uh, uh, dart. A tranquilizer dart. And at first you're like, oh, he saw something he, would, he wasn't right. supposed to see, and Taggart did it. But Taggart got him by mistake. Just like he got Vincent by mistake. I didn't realize he got him by mistake. What was he trying to get? The dog. Carter chased after the dog to go into the woods. Oh, true. To find where oh, I so didn't, that didn't occur to me. the dog. Okay. Because after, you know, the few scenes. Right. After that, he's, he's lining up on the dog. Boom. And he shoots and he Vincent. And shoots Vincent. Right. And no. he acted just like he did when he shot Carter. Okay. Ah, geez. Okay. Go get my dart back and go chase All the right. dog. All right. See, that never occurred to me. Yeah. Okay, I thought he was trying to shoot Carter because he saw something he didn't. No, because then when they bring him back to the when he gets back to the sheriff's office and goes into his big rant about you crazy people and you crazy town and everything, he comes in with Allison, and then you think you're in this evil town. Well, as soon as Allison shows her DOT badge, yeah, you knew it was government. You knew it was Area Fifty One type of place. This is a government place, top secret, right? A lot of weird stuff going on that nobody's supposed to know about. But now it's even even worse than that because it seems like you're in some evil town where they're just killing off anybody who shows up. Yeah. Because Allison calls Cobb and says we have a problem with uh, this with marshal. marshal. At the same time, Cobb's house starts... Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to call that. Yeah. <laughs> disintegrating. Disintegrating, <laughs> transferring through time. Right. You know, so I don't know what happens. Allison's on her way... Because Cobb says something's wrong. Yeah. But before that, she says, we have to do something about this marshal. Yeah. We have to get rid of him. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking about getting rid of this marshal <laughs> who has a daughter there. So what are they going to do? They find out Cobb loses his leg in this disintegration of his right. house. And now they want his help. This never makes sense to me. Yeah. This never makes sense because they're in a town full of scientists. And yes, he found Brian. But right. that was just a matter of looking in the RV. Yeah. What do they ever think he's going to help them to do? And he does eventually help them, but that's a, all a coincidence. 
and he helps him the way he Carter helps everybody. He has that every man type of idea. Exactly, but do they are they of the mind? I know Cobb might be of the mind, but are the rest of them of the mind that we need every man this every man guy to help us because we can't come up with the logical and they all just think they can fix everything. Oh yeah. So it never made sense to me why they thought they needed his help. Yeah. Scientific. Yeah, I, I didn't know either, and especially because they already got Joe. Right. You right. Know, Who's Joe's been at, around? Knows she's everybody. Co- she's yeah, a cop. she's a little over the top. Yeah. But she's every man too, kind of. Yeah. So that never made sense to me. What they thought they needed his help for. Yeah. True, he did end up helping. Yes. But that was just because he remembered Kevin. Doing the right. Well, his first bit of help was the pool in Vincent's room because Warren is telling him about his research, finding the point of origin of the universe, right. and this software I'm developing finds the point of origin. Then he goes to Vincent's place to get a coffee or something to eat, or he sees See he Zoe. sees Zoe there, yeah. so that's why he stops there. And Vincent tells him about the pool that they're having. Right. That what's the next point that's going to get hit? And his brain says, well, you know, this guy's got the software. Why don't we take the map and find the point of origin of the, yeah. this incident? So, yes, he gets the idea. But, see, I don't think that That's how they people, get to Warren's house. Right, but I don't Walter's think house. these people are thinking that way, thinking we need this guy because we can't think logically, and he can. That's why. Yeah, I, see, I don't know that they're thinking that. I, you know, I, I don't know what they're thinking either. Why do we need a U.S. Marshal right. to help us with tachyon particles? That, right, uh, exactly. I always found that weird. Somehow, they have to make Carter the sheriff of the town. Exactly. Could have they found a better way to do it? It was a convenient way to do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The sheriff gets injured, we need a new sheriff. Right, You know. right. So it had to be done. It did, yes. Yeah, no, and I understand that. They had to figure out a way to make him yeah. sheriff, but it just didn't make any sense to me. But now that we're talking about the map, Carter takes the map to Allison's house. Yes. I have a little problem with this, and you're going to have to bear with me. <laughs> okay. He goes to Allison's house with the yeah. map. Kevin answers the door. Yeah. And Kevin, in front of Allison, gives... The birthday. Gives Tuesday. Carter's birthday. Yeah. Right. And Carter says, he's a nice kid. I had a chat with him in the park. And she... Yeah, what is it, a joke? Yeah. Yeah. And she says, my son's autistic. He barely talks to people he knows, which doesn't mean he doesn't talk. Yeah. It means that he barely talks he to barely people talks. he knows. He barely talks, yeah. Number two... And you just heard him talk to me. You just heard him say... Give me my birthday, right. which implies right. that he knows my birthday, so therefore we have chatted before. Exactly. Yeah. I hate the scene, and what bugs me more than... Her reaction is Carter saying, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to have a rant here. Yes. No, he's not apologizing. Number one, if you meet someone who has an autistic child or if you meet an autistic individual, the first thing you don't say is, oh, I'm sorry. But now he could have been saying, I'm sorry. What is he sorry for? I'm sorry that... I'm arguing with you right now. <laughs> I, you know, my son's all, well, I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? What are know, you yelling at me but for? But he's apologizing for something. Yeah, yeah. But he's apologizing for something that yeah. she's wrong. Yeah. He talked to him. He wasn't arguing with her. So anyway, if he's saying he's sorry because Kevin's autistic, you don't say that. And while we're on the subject, we're also not going to say God only gives special children to special people. Because if you... You don't know how much I hate that. Because if you read the news, you know that is certainly not true. Yeah. 
don't. Let's take those yeah. little cliches out of our vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but her whole thing with Kevin and her, I don't think that was ever handled right no, throughout the not. entire it series. absolutely was not. And this was the benchmark they used for their relationship. Right. Because even when Kevin was giving Carter's birthday, yeah. she kind of pushed him aside like she was embarrassed. You know, yeah. like... like Oh, ignore him. He's, yeah. He doesn't know what he's saying. Yeah. And like I said, I think in the intro to this whole series is this was 2006. So in 2006, it, it was a big deal to have a character with autism in a show. But the way they handled it wasn't all that fantastic. Yeah. Although back in 2006, and it doesn't seem that long ago, it, there's a big gap between how it's handled now and how it was handled then. Yeah. A huge yeah. <laughs> difference of opinions and everything. So I do give them credit for having an autistic individual in their show. But I think if they were doing the show now, they'd be a little more responsible. I'm hoping. I'm giving them the benefit of the Well, show. yeah. Well, you can't really say that either right. because, you know, the writers are writers. Yeah. You know, you get a writer that would have to write for an autistic kid. Nowadays, they would bring somebody in that has experience. Right. It's like when they bring in the people that explain the science yes. for the show. Yes. Because this, the science of the show has always been at least theoretically possible. Right. To some extent. Right. You know, there's been instances where it drove me crazy. <laughs> but they bring in consultants for that. They could have brought in a consultant uh, for the autism angle. I often wonder if there's autism in... Some, one of their families or something. Like, what was the reason? Because back then it wasn't done. You know, back then it was just Rain Man, really. Yeah, Nowadays, that's, yeah, that's a, really all our, all yeah, of our so I uh, often, experience. I often wonder what the what the purpose was of bringing an autistic character into the yeah. show. Well, it turns out that a lot of the first season storyline revolved around that to some extent. You know, so they could have been thinking that this is going to be our... I guess, introduction yeah. of one of the storylines that yeah. we're going to do. Because they set him up as a savant from the get-go. Right. They never really explored that angle of it, but that's it seems like that, that was the setup. In my mind, while I'm watching it, this is the setup for this character. Right. This character is going to be an integral part of the, you know... Yeah, and I was going to mention later when we got to that, but... Kevin. Yeah. Kevin is a savant. Only 10% of autistics are savants. So, once again, like Rain Man, yeah. this is not a true picture of autism, but this is what they give us quite often. Yeah. An autistic savant. Like I said, Rain Man and, more recently, The Good Doctor. Yeah. So, if you know anything about autism or don't know anything about autism, this is not a true picture of autism. This is 10% of individuals with autism. Yeah. But, yes, they make him a savant. And I guess it kind of makes sense in Eureka. Because yeah. Because we're surrounded by geniuses. So, yeah, yeah it kind of makes sense if he's going to have autism, he should be a savant. Because, yeah. Because everybody else is. Right, right. So, I guess that kind of makes sense. So, anyway, Carter does come up with... Well, he comes up with the idea to track using Warren's software. Right. The point we're of the origin. point of origin. Right. That's how they end up at Walter's house. Yes. And his wife just cracks me up. She just makes me laugh. <laughs> the first scene we saw of her, she's calm. Yeah. Walter? Walter? Yeah. Walter? <laughs> Walter, sweetie? Yeah. But it, that that made me laugh. And she does the same exact thing. Yeah, but that's the Cheech and Chong bit. This is Sister Mary Elephant there in the Cheech oh, and God, Chong Oh, God, I hardly remember that. Class, I remember that. class. 
Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I hardly even remember that. Shut up! Right, but then... Thank and you. Then she, right, <laughs> you're right. right. That's you're right. And the then joke. she goes right back down, yeah. right back to even keel. Yeah. So that that cracked me up. So they get into Walter's laboratory, and he's floating above this tachyon accelerator. The tachyon accelerator, okay. yes. We don't know this at this point, right. what it is. And then he just kind of... Just, yeah. Zaps away, disappears. Boom. So we're going to assume he's dead. Yeah. Then, is it the Army or the National Guard? Who comes in? The Army. It's the Army. These are then Army. The army yeah, there's a regular Army. Because they come in to take over because, you know, this was the last straw for this, uh, <laughs> this general. There's always a general that this, this, first, is, the last this straw. is the last straw. <laughs> right. The first episode, and it's the last straw. So yeah. the Army comes in and ETs the house. Yeah. And takes the Tachyon Accelerator to GD. To GD over at Section 5. Right. And that's when Henry and Warren... Going through the machine, discover what it is with the tachyons, mm-hmm. and it generates the theoretical particle, the tachyon that moves faster than the speed of light and everything. Right. So, well, that's cool. No, it's not cool. You can, you know, destroy the universe <laughs> with it. Oh, okay. Well, that seems to be what's happening. So, and they they theorized that Walter was trying, trying to, to use the machine yeah. to reverse the effect Whatever of he it. Did, yeah. So they decide to do that. But the equation was half eaten by the, the this, whatever force happened, field yeah. thingy that, that took the sheriff's leg. And it's funny when Henry yells, time is unraveling. We have to yeah. fix this. <laughs> You'll get that later on. <laughs> so Carter recognizes yes. this equation. This equation, yes. Which I also kind of find a little outlandish. It could not have been the same equation. <laughs> Unless Kevin frequently went to Walter's house and hung out in his basement. So the equation that he was writing on the sidewalk when they first met mm-hmm. could not have been the same equation. And how could Marshall Carter... Remember that. So look at that and say, hey, that's the same well, equation I know, he was writing on that the sidewalk yesterday yeah. because I have a mind that could remember <laughs> very, very intricate mathematical obscure equations. I know. And I, I can't know. solve it, <laughs> but I remember seeing it. <laughs> I so know. it could not have been. But we're going to pretend it was. And Carter remembered it. No, <laughs> we're not going to do that. That would be wrong. Okay, so you think I that... I think that he, he just saw this and said, you know... This kid can figure it out. The kid was doing this stuff. It's like when you see someone drawing a picture and you say, Hey, I saw another guy drawing a picture too. You know, maybe he could finish that picture. Okay. So you think he just thinks Kevin's going to be Kevin able to Kevin would be able it. to look at okay. it and, and finish it. Right. I don't think he said that's the same equation. Because there's no way he could have known that. Right. There's no way it could have been. But that's what they made us think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first I thought, how the heck could he even remember that he saw that before? Yeah. So anyway, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I saw an elaborate equation for about 30 seconds, and I remembered it exactly except for the part that's missing. Right. But the kid would know. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So Carter goes to the bunker and gets Kevin and Zoe because Zoe refuses to stay there. She oh, yeah. wants to go with him. But then I would have done the same yeah, thing. I know. Yeah. Why, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not going to leave my daughter well, in the bunker he, she was, with a bunch of He always kind of remembered her after the fact. Yeah. 
Like, oh my god, the town's gonna die. Oh, and somebody mentions kids, and he's like, oh uh, no, I forgot it. about my daughter again. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be so mad that I left her at the apocalypse. So Kevin is having a hard time with the problem until Carter puts it on the ground as if he's writing Like on, on the sidewalk. On the yeah. sidewalk, and Kevin finishes the... the. Uh, equation. The equation, and something shoots up into the sky. Yes. And it worked. Yeah. Everything's back to normal. End of episode. Yeah. Pretty much. But not, because now we get into the really nefarious stuff. We have Carter and Zoe getting ready to leave Eureka, and Zoe seems to have bonded with Joe. Yeah. Sheriff Cobb comes to say goodbye. Yeah. He's got his new leg. He got his new leg Henry that Henry made, but he yeah. couldn't fix a car in three days. He fixed the car really good, though. <laughs> right. So he couldn't get a, a he, regular car part. He couldn't but... get you because you're in Eureka. <laughs> I could not get the radiator hose that you needed, so I put in a nuclear accelerator. Right. So you could have <laughs> Yeah. Just about. Um... In a town like that, that's acceptable. And back in L.A., Carter's in his office, and the DOD comes in and gives him a promotion. Yeah. Sheriff Cobb. No, not Sheriff Cobb. Major Cobb. Major Cobb from right. Army Intelligence. From Army Intelligence yeah. recommended him as the new sheriff of Eureka. Yeah. And the episode ends with Carter in the sheriff's office and an explosion. And they say, call Henry. But it doesn't end there. Then they cut over to Beverly's house or to oh, Walter's house. Oh, my goodness, house. yes, yes. And Beverly's having tea That's with right. Walter's wife. Yes, how and could she's I explaining to Beverly about these people that and they were going to help him right. and all he had to do was do this and that right. and it didn't seem right and then Beverly murders her. Right. Doug Gramley and I talked about this too at the time because you don't know what's yeah. up with this town. So at the time I wasn't positive that Beverly didn't do that for the sake of the town. Oh or, no, she said we've spent a long time yeah, finding we somebody. We were, was. Yeah, but we knew it, the we was not the town. Did you? I knew. See, at the time, we spent sure. a lot of town. Now we have to find someone else yeah. that has access to Section Five that can get these things for us. Yeah, you knew it was not the town. You knew it was someone trying to get their hands into Section Five. Yeah. See, I don't know if I was sure at the time. That absolutely makes sense. Because earlier in the episode, when Carter finally goes back, forgets her car. Yeah, yeah. And then Beverly wants to kind of hook up with him. Mm -hmm. And then cut scene, he's waking up. Right. I oh. thought she drugged him. So did I. I was yeah. Gonna, and I so was, was going like, to there's that. something going on. I with thought her. she did too. Yeah. But see, at the first time, I'm not sure that I thought she did because I wasn't sure what was up with her. Yeah. So I don't know that I thought she drugged him the first time. This time and the times yeah. after that I've watched it, I did think she drugged him. And then just a quick Deborah Ferentino fact. She used to be the lead in a show called Earth 2 that I used to love. Oh, did yeah. Did you ever yeah, watch yeah, that? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I did love watch that show. That was a good show. Yeah, that it only did one season. One season. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I always loved that show. And yeah. I was really glad when she showed up in Eureka yeah. because I loved that show. Yeah, but there was something going on with her. I kind of thought it from the beginning because I didn't know what her right. role was right. until we found out that she was a... Um, psychotherapist. A psychotherapist. Right. And then, you know, when she's talking to Beverly, you know, she says, they said they could help us. Okay. When Walter and Beverly were first talking, Walter said to Beverly, they said they could help us. And they did. And Carter overheard that. Right. And then there's no mention of that either. Right. Again. 
So you knew something was going on with her. And then at the very end, when she murders Walter's wife, you know that she's the bad guy in the show now. Yeah. That she's working with someone else, a, a foreign government, something like that. Right. And I'm not, I don't know that I was absolutely positive of that until alienated, maybe. I knew something was up with her, and, and, and what you're saying is making perfect sense. I'm trying to think back to when I first watched it. No. I knew right at that scene, I knew she was the bad guy. I don't know who she was working right. for, but just from her saying, we spent a lot of time and money finding your husband, and now we have to go, we have to try to find somebody else. you right. ruined our plans. Like I said, I guess I didn't think, because I was so wrapped up in, this is an evil town with evil people trying to get rid of everybody. So I didn't know if she was doing that and whatever group she was with was doing that for the sake of the town. Yeah. Or was she Yeah, but she wouldn't have, um, you know, made the phone call at the end if she was working for the town. True. That's true. I just came over to Walter's house. She committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She would have picked up the phone and said, it's done. Well, it could have been like a, you know? a covert section of Eureka, like, oh, uh, yeah, what do yeah. you call there's, it? There's, Agency there's... 31. What do you call uh, it on uh, Deep Space Nine? The CIA of Star Trek. The CIA of Star Trek. The, <laughs> is it Agency 31 or Yeah, something? I don't know. Could have been so a they covert. have a, a super secret <laughs> covert CIA operative yes. that works as a hooker and a kind of therapist yeah and an assassin and she's the assassin yeah. anything is possible yeah in the first episode but she called what allison that's not something you do when everybody in town knows what's going on right unless you're in a covert group the covert group <laughs> is a foreign government or something like that whatever right. group she's with does not work for the town you know no you're right i'm not arguing with you and that's where the episode ends. yeah so pretty much we're at the end of the episode did we cover everything you had in your notes yes okay And we will see you next week with Season 1, Episode 2. And I'm not going to try the name because I am not good at episode names, you will learn. (laughs) So we'll have DC tell you that in a few minutes. Okay. (laughs) All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for Season 1, Episode 2. Many happy returns. Bye now. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page, yeah, that can't be good, at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch, or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at eurekarewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you.